This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Very good to have you with us here on this Monday afternoon and hope to hear from you between now and 5 o'clock. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Whatever is on your mind, we'll take your call. We'll take your opinion. We can take it here at KGMI Connects, and we hope you'll offer it up. It was a great weekend for many of our local kids. Really bad weekend for some others, a few others. But uh, we have youngsters who are winning state championships down in Yakima. And we had five unfortunate young people who were in a car that crashed, and uh, they're all in the hospital now. And uh, one young person's life has uh, very much changed following that incident. But whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And joining us to get us rolling here today is our friend Majid. Hi, Majid. Hello, Joe. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm very good. And uh, it's good to have you. And I, you, you've... You you become you're you're a bit of an enigma for our our listeners. Everybody has they they take something different from from you. Why? From, you know, I, I I don't know. I I'm I, I find you to be you know have it pretty um, well defined as as. I'm, I'm a mystery. You are a bit of a mystery. Well, you Do can, you know? You, go yes, ahead. I've been I've been to thirty eight different countries. Uh huh. And I speak six languages. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I'm not some idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody (laughs) takes you to be an idiot. That's for sure. So what is it that people think about me? What is it that you think? I don't know. People seem to take different different things that they seem to think either you love America, you don't like America, you... I love America. Don't America like, you, is you, my... You don't like Iran, your home country, but you do like Iran, or you... No, um, no, no. Um, the there's different, is, different takes. Yes, okay, I explain a little. I explain a little. I don't have to explain anything to anybody. No, you know, that's true, I, and, I'm, right? and I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying you have to, by any means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you a little bit of my life. I'm writing a book, actually. Really? Okay. Yes. What's it? I'm writing is, a book about a... my life okay. and my family. You know, my family are very educated. My father was a doctor, as you know. I told you that. Mm-hmm. My mother was a doctor. And they came here in 1940s and 50s, before I was born. And when I was four years old, my father brought me here briefly I was very interested in Kung Fu and Taekwondo. Okay. And where were you? Were you born in the United States? No, I was born in Iran. Oh, okay. Born in Iran. Okay. Yes. That's why I have accent. I cannot lose my accent because I speak six different languages. I speak Turkish. I speak Arabic, Farsi, um, uh, what do you call it? do you speak those other languages? Do you speak those French. other language with an with an Iranian accent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask them when I go there. Ask okay. the people who I'm talking to. <laughs> okay. All right. But I get through. I, I'm pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm like double O seven. Yeah. A man yeah, and a man of <laughs> yep, international man of mystery. And the thing is I my father, I was very interested in Taekwondo and Karate. And my father brought me to U.S. in 1964, when I was four years old. Okay. And I took a class with Lee, Mr. Lee, Bruce Lee. Oh, you did? In Seattle, yes. Wow, okay. And I was side by side with Chuck, Steve, and Paul. You know who they are? With... You were side by side Chuck with Norris, Chuck Norris, Paul Newman, and Steve McQueen. In in a in a Taekwondo class. Yes. Really? Because wow. he was yes. 
Okay. He was uh, teaching them, and my father gave a lot of money to Lee to teach me, you know, how to do. Uh, I had his picture all over my room when I was four years old in Iran. Uh huh. So when he brought me here, I was very, I was very excited to meet him. Okay. And he was, he was very intelligent guy. I mean, you wouldn't believe how intelligent he was. Oh. I still cry about him. Uh huh. Yeah, that was you know, tra- a tragic. Guy. Tragic. Yes, yeah. it was. And, and then his, they said his, it was an accident or whatever it was, you know, when he played the movie. Mm-hmm. But and, the thing is, and then I his son in, was killed <laughs> in an accident on a movie set. He was. Yes, he I know. John. Yeah, uh, uh, Lee. Or Brand, Brandon, wasn't it Brandon Lee? Brandon Brand, or Brandon, Sean? Brandon Lee, I think. Brandon, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never met his son because that was the way, because I had to go back home, you know, and then come back when I was 15 again. Uh-huh. Because my mother took me back home. My father was here for a while. My father had businesses in Iran. And okay. he had laboratory. He had uh, uh, he was practicing over there, and then he was teaching in UCLA and USC here in uh, California. Mm-hmm. But he brought me to Seattle because he he thought I can make something something out of myself <laughs> in uh, Taekwondo and uh, karate. Okay. So how, how did yeah, that... I did that for a while. You how know, did, how did it go year. for you? Where... It was pretty good. I'm still, you know, I'm six two, by the way. Okay. Yeah, and two hundred and fifty pounds. I can take care of myself pretty good. I bet. My age. Yes. My son is six five. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, and he's got arms as big as my waist. Wow. He's a pretty big guy, yeah. He works out after school. <laughs> he loves to go to the gym five hours a day. He does that every day. Oh, he smokes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what no, people no. think about me. I have a long life, you know, and uh, I'm writing a book, like I said. Okay. I met this man, Lee. Bruce Lee was very intelligent. You know, he was all about philosophy. Uh-huh. He went to college in uh, University of Washington. Okay. Uh-huh. And he took philosophy classes. And okay, if you know, well, yes, and, and that well, that that some interesting interesting people you've spent time with, and yeah. so did you ever? I met a lot of. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever flip Chuck Norris? Do you ever like? No, no, no. Chuck Norris is eighty-two years old now. You know that, right? Right, but I mean, when you were young, did you ever do, <laughs> no, a, do a move? You I was know, a little move? kid. <laughs> How could I? Did he flip you? <laughs> he was twenty. He was a He was in his twenties. Okay. All right. Yes. Wow. Steve McQueen, and I feel sorry for him. He died. He had lung cancer. Exactly. He died when he was fifty-four. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Newman died when he was in his eighties, right. I believe. Uh huh. Yeah. Living Very wonderful life. people I met. Well, interesting. Yeah. Well, we can't yes. wait. Be sure when when you when your book is done, I'll have you on, and we'll. Uh, <laughs> Get people I'm to... going to sign it and give you one for free. I it's going to be 1,000 pages. 1,000. All right. The, uh, we'll call it, you, you could call it the, the, the Majid Screed. It's going to be a mystery book. Right. <laughs> International <laughs> but, Man of Mystery. Yes. So and, and then he had to send me back home with my mom because my mom was taking care of the business while my dad was teaching here. So I had to go back home with my mom. I was mama's boy. You know, I'm the youngest one in the family. There's six of us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm the bigger one. I'm the biggest one in size. You have the biggest biggest heart or the... I got the biggest body, heart, and name it. 
I got the biggest of everything. Okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right. And then, so now you're going to be going to Frankfurt in Iran. Is that right? Yes, I'm going to Frankfurt. I have uh, an uncle in Frankfurt, and he's been there since he was uh, nine years old. Okay. He is in his 80s now. Oh, wow. He's got family there. I'm going to see my uh, uncle and his kids. Very good. And then I'm uh, flying to Iran, Tehran. Okay. And, uh, it's you... Tehran, not Tehran or anything. Tehran, it's not Iran. Iran because I didn't run. I flew. Uh-huh. And I'm going to fly again. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. And and, uh, be, please... and I want to say thank you to John for okay. his service. Uh-huh. You know, for all the things he's done for the military, he was in, uh, I believe he was in the... Uh, he's a submariner. Yeah, submariner. Yes, Herman. yes. Uh-huh. No, he was in uh, Marine, uh, I think. John from Ferndale? Was Marine? He was, uh, he was in the Navy. He was uh, a, a submariner. Navy, okay. On the, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I like to thank him for his service. I love people who do their service. You know, I love America. All of my friends are either from Vietnam. My my brother signed up to go to Vietnam, and I had to sign up too. Nineteen seventy eight, when I came back here in nineteen seventy five, I got my green card through my father. I had to sign up in nineteen seventy eight to go to Air Force, or they will pull my green card. This. So. Oh, really? Huh. Yes. I was going to say, because the, the draft was over by then, and I don't think it had been Yes, it was over, yes. Fortunately but, or yeah. unfortunately, I was ready to go. No okay. problem. All right, Majid. Because I wanted to defend America. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. And then, yes, and then uh, uh, I went to Cal Poly, and I took uh, engineering classes, which I'm um, master degree in electronics, as I told you before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Majid. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm running a little short on time here. I got to take a break. But, okay. Uh, you you get us that story. book. Put I'm all this stuff in the book. book. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to thank John for everything he's done. I thank Bo Biden also. Okay. Uh-huh. You know he's yeah. done a lot of good things. In Iraq, you know, and I love America. America is my country. All right, Majid. Thank you. And and safe travels and uh, call us when you get back. But remember, I'll be back. That's right. With your with your head firmly in place. Yes, in, uh, on my shoulder. Okay. <laughs> well, you take care. <laughs> Thanks, Majid. Uh, and we'll take a quick break and be back with more. We'll hear from Rich, John, and Michelle, and you here on KGMI Connects. This is our slow period. Things become less predictable, and we know that and we understand that. And we discount so that we can keep our crews on the road, keep our people busy. Every company in our space deals with this, and this is our way of being transparent about what actually goes on during these months, and we want to make sure we give everybody the opportunity to take advantage of that. So Mars Heating is offering you a slow season upgrade offer, an incentive to upgrade today with savings of $300 on a basic furnace, up to $2,000 on a high-end heating and cooling system. Mars doesn't like the slow season, and they're ready to show it. Discounts are coming directly from us. It's mutually beneficial to us to be able to keep crews on the road and to our customers to be able to purchase equipment at a discounted rate. And that's why we're doing this. These savings are only here while we're slow, so act now. Mars Heating and Air Conditioning. We're here for you. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. 
all-time pizza. Now open in Linden. You'll find the freshest ingredients serving up the tastiest pizza, wings, calzones, salad, sandwiches, and breadsticks every day. At all-time pizza's lunch and dinner buffets, you can indulge in a mouth-watering variety of delicious pizzas, fresh salads, and more. Feeling creative? Build your own pizza with all-time pizza's endless selection of toppings. All-time pizza. Come find out why it's the talk of the town. Off Bender Road in Bender Plaza in Linden at alltimepizza.com. Spring is on its way, and for you, that may mean a change in jobs or settling into retirement. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. If this spring you find yourself between jobs with no health insurance or planning on retirement and moving on to Medicare, then learning about your insurance options might be one of the most important steps you can take for you and your family. Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Looking forward to hearing from you. And let's go to Eddie in Seattle. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Joe. I love Machine, and I know exactly who he is now that he told all that information. Okay. Uh, I believe his wife is Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, that's it. Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's his it. wife. <laughs> All right. All right, Eddie. Okay, that's enough. I, I figured I'd get a kick out of that. And, <laughs> and you might know. We're showing our age, Joe, if we know who she is. I'll say, yeah, exactly. All right, thanks, Have Eddie. Have a good day, my friend. You Keep up too. the great work. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing well, doing well. I don't think Majid is any kind of a mystery at all. Okay. He's a guy He's a guy from another nation, knows lots of languages. He has a very unique perspective of America, as any first-generation legal immigrant does. They come from a place with less freedom and less opportunity, and they come to America for the opportunity. And they, I think there's immigrants that know our nation better than natural-born citizens. And we we argue about the stupidest things sometimes, like transgenderism and things that ultimately don't matter. But there are so many places where you can't even have an opinion. If you express your opinion publicly and it's against the government, you could disappear. So I think he's a great person and a lot of our forefathers, like my ancestors and yours probably too, Joe, all immigrated from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they came here because we have unique freedoms. And what he says in his calls, he recognizes that we are losing some of those freedoms. There is a war on free thinking and freedom here. And everything he says just makes me smile. I agree with him on like 90-some percent of it. The only thing I'm a little curious on is what he views as racism. I might say is just standard people being buttheads because there's so many grumpy people in the world today. But it makes perfect sense. He's, I think the mystery could be for people on the left that can't understand why an immigrant minority person isn't a Democrat. I think that would be a mystery to a lot of people. Like, how come he's not a Democrat? Or how come he, why does he like Trump? And, and because he sees with a set of eyes that a lot of Americans don't have. They know firsthand what the rest of the world is like and how good it is here. And so when they see things going south and headed towards how it was in their country, they speak out. And that's, I believe, why he calls. He can see things happening at an earlier level that pretty much nobody on the left can see. I can see it. And it's there's, there's no mystery, I don't think. I think he's an awesome guy and Boy, I'd love to read his book. Well, I guess it depends on what uh, what freedoms you consider that uh, are being lost here in this country. I mean— The freedom if... to do business, Joe, without being shut down if you're not on the right political side. The freedom to mm-hmm. have a home and not pay through the teeth for it. The freedom to not be uh, legislated bureaucracy out of existence where you can't do anything. You can't run your business the way you want. You can't uh, have a house. They're going to eliminate single-family zoning. What about freedom to— be in a drag show in Tennessee. That's a freedom that's been lost. You can't you can't be in a gay pride parade, I guess, nope, now in Tennessee. They, no, they passed a law that show. bans drag shows in public. So, uh, I mean, well, then they but, have to go change the law then, won't they? I mean, and if you look at other countries, some of the some of the freedoms that people don't have are the freedom to be themselves and and 
express themselves. We have freedom themselves. of expression. And, and if they, a person wants to dress a certain way, they can do whatever they want. There's no law that says you can't dress a certain well, that, way. Well, in Tennessee now, there is, uh, there's a law that says that. Well, that's probably, Joe, that's probably no. due to your interpretation of it. I highly doubt no, that it's they're going to get arrested a, for being a drag queen. Okay? No, it's, crazy. no, it's a ban on drag <laughs> drag shows or expressing yourself wearing wearing the opposite uh, well a wear a man wearing a woman's clothes i guess that's what drag is does that mean is a that woman dressing as a man i don't think that's drag is it i mean okay, joe there's context they're missing i'm 100 percent sure it could be for schools it could be for public places but i'm sure that's no, it's apply public to public private. public places so now public come to this spaces thing, joe, where we live that is irrelevant to us we are in Washington. Well, I'm just I'm pointing have... out that this is America, and this Tennessee is one of the 50 states of America, and this is a state that has now banned this form of expression. So, I mean, law, you know, rights are lost and taken away every day here expensive. in this country. We had That's we only, last Joe, last was since last rights. summer we've had oh, we've had reproductive rights that have been taken away. Joe, those are not reproductive rights. That's the right to kill. And drag no. queen is the right to be immoral. So there's a lot of views you can look at things, a lot of ways to look at it. And drag queens, most people are not going to say that's a good thing to do with kids or in the public or to promote. So, yeah, you can do it, but you can keep it in the closet and away from people, too. And why is, it, why is that immoral? Right, why is Joe? it immoral to dress up well, for a man to dress up as a woman? I, I why see, is it immoral, Joe? How is why that is, harming? That's a, I can tell you because... It's immoral to have three wives and four wives. It's immoral to have being married to an animal. But someday, Joe, that will be considered moral. Moral is a fluid thing now. It's whatever you define it. It's however you define it. I stick to older days stuff from maybe 50 years ago, whereas the left, it changes every day. And new things that were once bad are now good. Like 20 years ago, you would have never said a man could be a woman. But now, Joe, because the left is in the slowly simmering water like the frog slowly boiling, you People, Go with were, people because, were having sex changes years ago. I mean, this is no, not something no, that just not ha- started to, not happening openly, in the last... Not to this extent. So, there's never been medical procedures in the past to do this crazy stuff, chopping off your genitalia because oh, you oh, feel there have a certain been. way. Well, there certainly have been. It's, this is not something that's brand new. It's probably been it, more it, pr- perfected, it, and there are, are more people are though. open about their their feelings about who they are and their what their, their you know their gender identity, but. Uh, uh, just being more accepting, I don't see as being more immoral. But I guess that's where so we kind of divert. Yeah. Our, our paths yeah, divert. Yeah. Good versus bad. Moral versus immoral. And the left is on one side and the right's kind of on the other. And that's how it's going to be. And it's just how it is. All Pretty right, bad. Rich. Thanks for your call. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Um, yeah, I'm always. it always makes me feel weird when someone thanks me for my service because – I, you know, I was out by 1986, and so the recognition that service is a good thing didn't seem to really happen until 2001. Um, and then everyone's thanking me for my service, and it's like, well, you know, I, 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 I uh, don't know what to say, but uh, okay. I mean, I thank you for for your service because everybody everybody does service for the country if you're law-abiding and you care about other people and you don't cut people off in traffic and things like that. Okay. But, um, uh, fair. Yeah, uh, Majid, I, I, uh, he, I, I still worry about him going back, back home. I just heard a story where in Iran, there's been a series of poisonings of girls schools mm-hmm. of their water supply and the government is foot dragging because, you know, these women, they don't need no education anyway. You know, just go home, make babies, and do what your man tells you. That's your job. What do you want, a career? Here, have a dish towel. So, you know, it's just uh, – but what what bothers me most is seeing the creeping fascism come to this country. And uh, last night, uh, Mr. Trump at CPAC, he says, I will be your retribution. I will be your, your, you know, your punishment on everybody. I guess he's 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 gonna, you know, uh, honor all the all the criminals from January sixth who tried to overthrow the government and pardon them all or whatever. And then you got Ron DeSantis, Joe. He has they're they're uh, proposing a law down there, and they got a Republican everything down there, so he'll sign it, where they are going to take away the children of anyone who seeks or 
like even just psychological counseling for your child if you're if your child because that's the thing with this stuff right i mean the only reason i know this is because my folks were in the foster care system and i have like 75 different brothers and sisters hmm. temporarily okay. right uh-huh. and then off they they go to live their life around the country so so one of my siblings when i came home from the navy right he's 2 years old and he just wants to play with dolls. My mom had him for three three years. My mom and dad, and you know, I would kind of come in and and uh, help when I when I could. But everyone everyone knew that that Tommy was uh, that that he was he thought he was a girl. Didn't 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 like his name. Said it from the time he was three years old. From his preferences, you know, fighting over the Barbies. I'm like, well, hey, look at look at this cool Tonka truck, right? Mm, didn't want nothing to do with it. Right. Uh huh. Okay. And, and so it was. It was innate. And you know, we didn't follow up on it because he wasn't with us long enough, and he got adopted. But it was like, you know, the, no, no teacher is going to convince somebody to wear a dress. And by the way, when I was in Blaine High School, oh, they, had a, they had a drag show where they had a drag show with the football players, right, dressed up as cheerleaders with basketballs for boobs under the sweaters. Okay. Um, w- when I saw Milton <laughs> Burl in drag as a kid, it, it didn't make me want to wear a dress. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> you know? I, can, I, I see what you're saying there, John, and I have to agree. I think that, uh, well, and just the the governor, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, who signed this bill banning drag shows, there's fo- a photo of him in high school in 1977 in his yearbook. Dressed as uh, I guess it's a cheerleader. He's dressed in a in a short dress and wearing pearls around his neck and a wig. So, I I it, maybe he poisoned some young people back then. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more here on KGMI Connects, and we want to hear from you three six zero six seven six five four six four. Back in two minutes. Wave away the winter blues with two hundred seventy thousand dollars in cash, free play, and trips. Win your share of paradise every Friday through March with hourly drawings starting at six p.m. The Hawaiian vacation of your dreams is closer than you think. Earn entries by playing with your Reef Rewards card. Claim one free daily entry. Unlock fuel discounts of up to twenty five cents per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef when you swipe your rewards card at the pump. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Vibrant USA, Pacific Security, Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Stellar Heating and Air Conditioning, and Columbia Fire. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us, and uh, real quick, let's go to John in Blaine. Hi, John. Hi, Joe. Go ahead, John. What's on your mind today? So if you're going to get after Florida or whoever it was that's going to do the drag thing, understand that it's not so much the drag thing, it's where they're doing the drag thing. Okay. Like it or not, it's a stinking perversion, right? Not only does the Bible say that if a man draws, draws, uh, dresses in a garment pertaining to a man is an abomination in the eyes of God, 
and it reverses itself. It says if a woman dresses like a, a man, it's an abomination. But the fact is that these guys are doing these drag shows sexually, sexually in front of little kids. What would you do, Joe, if, if, if um, your, your young daughters, whoever old they are, was young, and I started acting sexually and touching myself and doing things in front of them, so how would you like that, Joe? But that's not what they do. I mean, this is aimed at. I mean, this is. I mean, they they're doing like you know down in. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's Kirkland or one of the. You know, I I've read about some of these drag shows that have been uh, that have been uh, protested, and uh, where a drag queen, a guy dressed in drag, reads kids stories to kids, and they're not acting out. Uh, acting out sexually is. Um, I believe that's against the law, regardless of what you're wearing. Or not wearing, and uh, that's that's just blatantly illegal, pretty much everywhere. And I would agree with that. I don't think that should be happening. But uh, someone wearing, simply wearing a, a woman's clothes, a man wearing a woman's clothes, isn't. I don't see it as being perverted. Um, no, you wouldn't, Joe, because you're because you're a Democrat. Okay. Because you are. Okay. How can I say this? Um, you're not. A I'm a you pervert. You don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe in, in holiness. You don't believe that God is right, you know. I mean, you wouldn't, Joe. You could well, just be, no, be right. That's. I mean, I've 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 got a moral code. I think I have. I understand what is right and wrong, and regardless of what my religious beliefs are, I mean that I really don't see that as being relevant. I mean, and I so, understand that I, you know, I wouldn't want to have have you who think that it's some sort of an abomination. You shouldn't have to be subjected to it, but then again, you shouldn't be able to tell the rest of society what to dictate your morality on the rest of society, I guess is what but I'm saying. But that's what they're doing, too, Joe. They're doing that. They're, they're, they're doing their, their uh, morality, what do you want to call no, it? No, I mean, but because... kids who don't know any better. But kids aren't, they're not being forced to watch it. I mean, parents take their kids to a library to see one of these shows. And, and I mean, most of the, most drag shows are happening in clubs and that sort of thing. It's not like it's, it, they, they do it for audiences that want to appreciate it. They don't do it to, to, in front of people that don't appreciate what they're doing. But I think people should be able to parade, you know, parade and uh, for, you know, a pride parade and wear whatever they want. Um, Heck, I, if somebody wants to wear a woman's clothing for laughs, I, why not? I, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's not really damaging, but... You wouldn't, you wouldn't see anything wrong with it. You don't see anything wrong with murdering babies. If I took an unborn child that was, that was aborted and threw it on the floor to a bunch of people who believe in abortion, they wouldn't like that. They wouldn't like what they saw. Well, I... I, 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 it's, we're talking about drag queens, and I don't want to get into that. And it's not that I don't think that there's some, you know, a, and that it's not that I just say, "Yay, abortions! That's really wonderful!" And yay, I think that it's it's a private decision that that should be left to individuals and left to women, and uh, not to uh, not to politicians who are drag queens. You know, what gives a parent a right to take someone in? And some little kid that ain't old enough to know right from wrong, let alone whether they're a boy or a girl, um, to watch some guy that, that, that dresses perverted. And it's perverted, Joe. You can say what you want. It's perverted. Okay. Well, I, I understand that's how you feel, John. And that, I, 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 But I think you said what gives a parent a right. I guess it's that they're the parent. I, it's bad for the kid, isn't it? No, I don't think so. I don't no, see how... Wouldn't. I, I don't see any harm in it at all. I mean, there's been there have been super really popular movies. There, you know, uh, the, uh, blockbuster movies that have involved men dressing as women and portraying that's women. Right. I mean, Tom Hanks. That's, right. that's what he be, when he became known at it was you know his first role really his breakout role was on television and was it uh, bosom buddies? The two guys dressed as women so they could uh, live in a sorority house because they had no place else to stay. I mean, it's, it's kind of a staple. And I guess then we're talking about Hollywood and its perversions, but John, I appreciate your call and uh, thanks for talking and, and, and discussing it with me. I want to go to Michelle. She's been hanging on. Hi, Michelle. Hi, 
right, Joe. Hey, you're bringing back memories of Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari and yeah. Bosom Buddies. <laughs> it was <laughs> Bosom Buddies, great, right. That was a great show. It was funnier and all get out. 1980 or thereabouts. Something like that. And, and was, then all of a sudden he's a big great. movie star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he really made it big on that show on TV, though. Hey, uh, uh, by the way, if you want your PSA people to increase your ratings exponentially, have them grab that, that, that sound bite when you said, I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really get ratings. Uh, you'll get an, an explosion. Oh, I'll have ratings. to use that. I'll put that in a promo. Yeah, okay. you got to check that. For, tell your PSA department to do that. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, remember, they used one of my calls once. Anyway, what I was going to say is, um, first of all, before I talk about uh, a very weird conversation I had with the local store manager, um, I wanted to um, tell Rich I, being a gay woman, I've re- I've read a few books on cultural gay history, and uh, I can tell him this: there were a lot of uh, uh, transsexual. That that's the term used by medical people. It's a medical term, not transgender. That didn't even exist. But there were a lot of transsexual people in the '50s, '60s, and '70s, um, and the the most famous by far was uh, George Jorgensen, a GI who'd served the country well. And he, uh, over in uh, Scandinavia, uh, he had uh, hormones and surgery and became Christine Jorgensen. Mm. And that was the biggest story of the year in many newspapers. I saw some clippings in one of the books in 1952, and she became a very successful showgirl. And everybody loved her. I mean, she had very little little trouble in terms of her life. And she lived... uh, Oh, I don't know, back in until the 80s or something like that, I forget. But uh, And then the other one, Renee Richards, the, uh, who was a college or a pro tennis star as a man, became a woman with all the surgery and hormones and everything like that. That's right. And Sports yeah. Illustrated did a cover feature on her in the mid-70s, and uh, she was um, very famous. And, and she had, uh, you know, gone through the change so thoroughly that her strength had rapidly dissipated, and she actually had trouble winning a lot of the matches against, uh, you know, Martina and Chris huh. and all the famous uh-huh. women tennis players. She never okay. did become a, a great female tennis player. She was a good one, but not a great one. And But anyway, I just want Rich to know that, and you know how much I like Rich, but I just want Rich to know that this is not a – the only thing that's new about what's going on now is getting kids involved because that was verboten for a long, long time, you know, and uh, I don't remember any kids ever doing anything like that until after the turn of the century, you know. But anyway, I'm talking about the news broadcasts and that kind of thing. But what I wanted to talk about briefly was – I had a conversation with a department, uh, you know, manager at a local um, uh, big box store in Whatcom County, and he was telling me how uh, horrible, what a horrible time they're having with shoplifters. And he wasn't complaining, and I was asking the questions. He probably wouldn't even have talked to me if I hadn't have told him I was interested in the topic. And, uh, you know, uh, and, of course, I never do identify people or places because I'm not sure that they want to be, right. and it's better if I don't. And you trust me. I mean, I don't lie. I tell the truth. But anyway, um, he said that one of the reasons why everybody's been instructed not to interfere with shoplifters, and they don't – at this particular store, they don't have a security force. So this guy told me that they've lost thousands of dollars weekly and sometimes daily. They've had all kinds of problems. And speaking of that, uh, just to digress for a second, both of the remaining Walmarts, the two remaining Walmarts in Portland are closing because they're losing money hand over fist through shoplifters. They're on the opposite ends of Portland. I've been in one of them. And the one I've been in actually will create a food desert by its closing, and then you'll hear complaints about food deserts in Portland. But anyway, um, uh, the other thing is there was an incredible siege of violence at a new uh, police academy location outside of Atlanta, and it's just incredible. The anarchists, and it's just total chaos. But anyway, um, what I want to say is just that, you know, I'm. I realize that the shoplifters probably don't listen to this show, but if any of you do listen to this show, 
I'll be polite about it, but I'm just going to say you should be ashamed of yourself. And what also um, I'm going to say is that that uh, store worker told me that the management doesn't want any – Not the management's concerned about employee and customer safety, as they should be. But they're also concerned about criminals suing anyone who tries to interfere with their criminality. And apparently this actually could happen. Now, how bad have we become as a society when we would allow a criminal – and that's all a shoplifter is, is a criminal – a criminal to sue for interfering with their criminality. That's insane. To and, sue? You know, I'm just They're being sued? Sue, making a lawsuit, yes. And, I mean, I, I have not heard of a shoplifter suing uh, well, an employee for interfering. The management, the oh. management of this store is apparently very afraid of having lawsuits thrown at it by people who've been interfered with in their shoplifting, you know, by either customers or management. Well, that seems like a stretch, but uh, I don't know. Well, that's what I thought, and I I was assured that this is what the management is afraid of. Now, you (laughs) know, I Maybe if somebody's injured or something, but I I don't know. That just seems like a... Like a well, long shot. I, but... It's not a matter of, of the injury to the employee or the customer. It's they're afraid that the criminal will be uh, injured in in okay. uh, you know by somebody who pulls a gun out or does something else. And okay. you know that's it, and so it's just a really really weird thing. And I think America is just falling apart in its inability to defend ourselves from our from all these criminals. Okay, that's well, all I'm saying that's enough right. for today. All right, thanks, Michelle. I, I don't know that we're falling apart, but um, we're you know, struggling to deal with some of this stuff. That can't be denied. Quick break, back with more. We got Derek, we got the Rambler, and we'll hear from you too, hopefully. 360-676-5464. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. In the past year, the Lighthouse Mission staff and community volunteers have made a difference by providing our homeless neighbors with nutritious meals, shelter, and help in transitioning to stable housing. In fact, more than 225 men, women, and children have shelter each night. More than 650 meals are served each day, and 150 people were moved into stable housing. This couldn't happen without the help and support of community volunteers, businesses, and organizations like the Lighthouse Mission. Want to help? Visit thelighthousemission.org. Thelighthousemission.org. Dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer. American Gold Eagles, Gold and Silver Bars, and a great selection of platinum. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Follow the bright light. Neater House of Luxury. Spring is in the air, but this family is in turmoil. Here's mom. Dad? Upset? Well, there's the laundry, the dishes, the floors. The office, the yard work, and PTA. The homework, the soccer, and dance class. And nobody has time to cook a good meal. All right, family, now huddle up. Here's the plan. It's time for old-time pizza. Great-tasting pizzas, calzones, and buffet for everyone in the family. Quick and convenient. Old-time pizza, now open in Bender Plaza in Linden. Visit them today online at oldtimepizza.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go to Derek in Ferndale. Hi, Derek. Hey, actually, this is Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric, gotcha. Yeah, so I had a couple things. Um, Michelle got me all fired up, so I had to, I want to add something to what she said. Okay. Um, and, and you said the, you know, she said the nation were falling apart or something. You were kind of disagreeing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't see so, our our nation falling apart. I think there's uh, you know, some rough edges, but... 
Okay, but back to uh, the the criminals being, being suing and stuff. So it's not exactly the same scenario, but in Seattle or King County, there's a criminal. We'll call him a criminal. Criminal. Um, I don't remember what he's in for, but drugs and theft and various number of different things. But for whatever reason, they they have no place to put him. He, he needs psychiatric help, but they can't send him anywhere. So the county or the state or somebody is paying this guy $250 a day to be locked up in jail because they have no place else to put him. And so um, then on the uh, – and I'll put all the crime, 90, 90% of all the stuff that's the crime and drugs and everything else is all policy-based results of the current administration. So if you want more of that, just keep voting the same way. And another thing you had mentioned earlier, you said something about when Michelle posed that question. You said, I've not heard of hmm. such person being sued. Be, or uh, sued a criminal like a, a, yeah, like a, a someone shoplifting, uh, suing for being stopped from shoplifting. Right. Okay. And so just you you say that a lot, Joe. You say I've never heard of I've never heard of this. I've never heard of that. Well, it seems pretty outrageous, does it not? I mean, a person who's shoplifting likely has very little to start with, or, or unless they're just a chronic shoplifter. And then to say that to take that as a legal argument before a court and say oh. I was stealing from someone, which you know, it's you oh. know theft is there's a, there are laws against theft. So I was breaking the law, and this guy stopped me from breaking the law. I mean. How are you? How are you going to establish a legal precedent to gain any kind of damages from that? I I don't I don't see. It is you frequently say that whatever the subject matter is, like you say it's you say it like it's gospel that you know for one hundred percent fact because Joe has never seen it or heard of it. It can't be the case, and that's just I don't believe it. So okay. And and the last thing on the um, you mentioned that the no more drag. Drag shows were being outlawed in Mississippi. Is that right? Uh, they're outlawed in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Well, yeah. So in Tennessee, now, exactly what does that mean? Well, the law that was passed and signed by the governor uh, there, Governor Bill Lee, it's a bill that bans drag shows in public spaces. So what's wrong with that? I just I I see it as being kind of ridiculous. I mean, what uh, is this something that is you know completely tearing our our societal fabric apart? I I mean, of all the things that you could be concerned about, I I don't intend to go to Tennessee to watch a drag show or take part in one, but it just seems like a, 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 a infringement on someone's rights if they want to, if they want that's how they want to express themselves. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's do you think it's a good idea for young children to be exposed to men dressing up as as women's clothes and pornography and other you know well, racy but, stuff? Uh, the pornography is different than a man dressing in women's clothing. And I mean, once again, I think so if you if you think about, it, I mean, have you ever have you seen you know Mrs. Doubtfire or any of these? blockbuster movies that have been you know have featured men dressed as women uh you know pretending to be women uh, i i just don't see it as this this horrible horrible influence on society and uh, on children for that matter but i don't see that that's the goal of of drag queens is to get into the get into the schools or get in front of children and and put on this show and i here we go here we go again. You don't see it as a problem, so it must not be a problem. Okay. What's wrong with well, that? Well, I, I, that's all I can do is say how how I feel. What am I supposed to say? Oh yeah, this is a big problem because you say it's a problem. I I don't I I don't. You got me backed into a corner there, Derek. But I appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for calling. Rambler's been hanging on. Hi, Rambler. You know I'm going to follow up on Derek. And okay. I give 120 percent dittos to Michelle and 100 to everybody else. But, you okay. know, seriously, you okay. think it's okay for a politician to say, hey, you can have an abortion here. Yeah, I don't care if it's illegal somewhere else. And that's exactly the opposite position you've been taking. But you know what? I don't care because I'm seriously, I've been enjoying America. It is so wonderful out here. We 
fine and we argue, but you Uh know, when you and I were such young men, (laughs) anyway, uh, the Russians, remember Yeltsin was firing at the Congress. You know what? We got a pretty dang great country. There's a billion things to see out here and quit arguing about little things because I'm serious. Machine, I'm worried about him coming back. But like Rick said, I'm jealous. Immigrants can be so much more American than Americans because they appreciate what's here. And, you know, it works the same way. You know, there are a few, uh, Michelle, uh, I agree with her on all the stuff she said, but I'll tell you the truth. If I go back in 30 years and live with a woman who had a different orientation but was just as brilliant as Michelle, that's where I'd go. All right, Rambler. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Let's not underestimate the people in this audience. All right. Well, absolutely. Let's go to Rick in Bellingham. Hi, Rick. Yeah, see, I, I want to uh, say something about what, what Michelle said. I, um, you know, I, I'm, reti- I'm retired from retail. I, I, wor- I worked in one of the department stores from 1981 to 2014. And we, we you know, at the time, we had a security force. And we were told that if we saw something suspicious, to call them up and let them take care of it, because the the shoplifter, you know, could get it, could get a lawyer and have the charges dropped, be, because they could they could take our what we said like our testimony, and like take and twist and turn it all over the place. And make it look like, oh well, they really didn't do anything, you know that 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 I really didn't see them do what I thought that they were that they were doing, that they were really doing something else, you know. So they wanted they wanted to be the ones that handled everything, you know. They didn't want anyone else to because they because they knew, you know, they they knew how to handle the stuff. They knew how to handle the um um you know the the trial that that okay. would that would come about. I guess that, I guess you know, that makes sense um, that someone trained in theft prevention would uh, handle yeah. the situation. I guess I guess, yeah. I guess that yeah, that makes some yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, of course, you know the end. And but still, in in any trial, any criminal yeah. trial, they take testimony from oh, from regular oh, folks, okay. and sure, then oh, yeah. the, yeah. at, at the well, risk I mean, of yeah. of the defense turning it around on them. Yeah. But yeah, okay. well, I mean, this, this this is what my this is how my employer wanted wanted it handled because they, you know, they, they had, I mean, that, that happened, that happened to them. You know, they, they, they had, you know, like this regular employees, you know, try and give testimony and, and it never turned out good because because the defense lawyer knew, knew how, knew how to turn it around and manipulate things. Okay. All right. You know, so. All right. Real quick. I want to give Bob and Bellingham a chance. Hi, Bob. We got about hey, a got about thirty minutes or thirty seconds, rather. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I want to make a quick point. Long time no talk. Yeah. So with the drag queens, I think what what the point they're trying to make is there's a difference between a guy dressing up like a granny, as far as like Mrs. Doubtfire, than guys dresses women up in stage doing sexually explicit dances and um, you know sexual moves that are you know. No, once not yeah. appropriate for all kids, and have signs to say it's not going to lick itself. That's the kind of stuff that they're talking. About, I think that's not. Okay, all right. Well, uh, and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. KGY Connects. Thanks to everybody who called in today.